VBS might look different this year, and that's okay. There are four ways you can still do VBS this summer. Visit lifeway.com slash four ways to download your free ebook. No matter which option you choose, we're here to help. Listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. We are continuing our series today from our um, quarantine sequester approach to podcasting, but we are talking about VBS. We know that uh, we have all had our VBS worlds turned upside down because of the COVID crisis, yet many, many, many churches have decided uh, the question this summer is not if they will do VBS, but how they will do VBS. And so Melita Thomas and I have been talking through the various options that we have. Hi, Melita. Hi, Chuck. How's your day? So far, so good. You are talking every single day to churches about VBS. I am. You're on Love it. Live. You're on state Zoom calls. You're talking to big churches and small churches and medium churches. And you're hearing a lot of things about the four ways that churches might do VBS this summer. Quickly recap for us, what are the four ways that we've identified and uh, what are you hearing on the streets? Sure, yeah, we, we have a wonderful new resource out that's absolutely free. It's an ebook that you can download by visiting lifeway.com slash four ways. That's the numeral four, lifeway.com slash four ways. And it overviews the strategies of a traditional VBS, which for some churches in some areas may still be a possibility. Uh, if they're able to reopen uh, quickly and have restrictions lifted and their numbers fall within the, the current recommendations, man, they may still be able to have VBS much the same as they have in years past. Yes. And, uh, and so we're, we're excited about those who are continuing to plan and prepare for VBS and maybe even to experience some record-breaking uh, attendance and some big impact as families are excited about getting out of the house and getting back together again. So that's one of the options. Uh, another is what we're calling an alternate VBS which is a big umbrella term for a couple of things. Uh, it could be using VBS still at church, but in a radically different way. Instead of five days uh, in the single week, it might be five consecutive weeks, five Wednesday nights or five Saturdays or five Sunday mornings, or uh, it may be uh, as uh, as a return or a big celebration once programming is able to continue, maybe in early fall, or maybe VBS this year is going to be as a back-to-school kickoff or over fall break. Uh, so some, some big uh, opportunities there for VBS in an alternate setting, or even to, to take what we might typically do and rearrange it so that we can keep the numbers very small and rotate groups of children through a, a more traditional VBS setting, but again, keeping them under the, the maximum gathering numbers. Those and two. We, and we did a special episode of the podcast on that approach with our friend yes, Bill Emiot. And so listeners, you can look, if, if you are drawn towards either the traditional or towards an alternate schedule or alternate approach of some kind, look for, of course, look for that lifeway.com slash four ways for the ebook. But look back through the archives here and find the episode of the podcast where we talk with Bill Emiot about alternate schedules. Okay, you were telling us, what yes. else? 
So there's another one that we're calling VBS at home, which is kind of a combination approach using some virtual strategies uh, where we might broadcast or live stream or pre-record and then post uh, a worship rally or a Bible study element and then uh, equip parents to facilitate other VBS activities at home uh, where they might be doing a craft together as a family, playing some rec games, learning the songs and, and this kind of joint approach between church and home that is incredibly exciting and could be really successful. And I believe we are, we've also done a podcast about that, haven't we? Yes, we have with Rhonda Van Cleave, who's the publishing team leader for Lifeway VBS. And so look for that episode as well, listeners, if you're thinking about the, the at-home approach, uh, the, the family-based approach to VBS this summer. And again, as Melita said, that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a high-tech, 100% virtual experience. You can connect in a number of different ways. And so we're calling it an at-home VBS as opposed to limiting it to a virtual experience. Okay, well, there's one more. And so there's one more. And honestly, we have heard a lot of churches really latch on to this idea. And so uh, we have a special guest who's with us right now. We're going to hold on to her for just a second as the big reveal. However, set us up, Melita. What is this other approach? And and just why is it that so many churches are drawn to this one this year? Oh, yeah. This is one of my my favorites. I think it's really rising to the top based on what I'm hearing from churches is the idea of taking VBS outside of the walls of our church and taking it out literally to the streets, into our communities where we all live and the, the potential for connecting with our neighbors and uh, the, the potential for follow-up is so great when you start uh, taking it into the places where you actually live and, and, you know, you see your neighbors all the time. A lot of people are, are now getting outside more. They may have to keep their distance, but they're meeting neighbors that they've never met before. They're seeing them out walking or you, you're able to, you're craving that contact. And so we're, we're seeing a lot of churches really latch on to, uh, figuring out a way that we can have a VBS experience that still allows relationship to be a key component where as you know with a virtual setting you're going to limit that because the relationship is really between the screen you on the screen in the home or is between the parent and the child but this gives us an opportunity to get still people involved and to to uh, connect on a heart level with boys and girls. And so that's really exciting. And so we're calling it Neighborhood VBS. We do have, we have a resource that we offer through LifeWay Kids, like, through LifeWay VBS called Backyard uh, Kids Club. And the backyard and neighborhood have a lot in common, um, but not necessarily 100%. And so this doesn't necessarily mean that you need to purchase a special kit, uh, but it does uh, imply, not even imply, it, it, it's, uh, it, 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 the truth is it means VBS in your neighborhood, on your cul-de-sac, in your backyard, in your driveway. You pick the spot, uh, maybe even in a park in your neighborhood uh, where you can bring neighborhood friends together. So we do have a special guest today. Vicki Halsey is with us today. Vicki is childhood specialist for the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. We have worked with Vicki many times in many different ways as she uh, is a trainer and she uh, encourages and instructs churches through many parts of children's ministry, but she has a special uh, affinity for neighborhood style VBS approaches. You've done that many years. Vicki, welcome to the podcast. It's good to have you. 
Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. You're talking about one of my favorite topics. So tell now you have facilitated uh, Backyard Kids Club as a neighborhood style VBS for, you've done that for several years now, right? And that has become a favorite of yours. Absolutely. This will be my 13th year in my neighborhood area. So tell us about, no, you didn't make that decision because of a crisis. You didn't make that because of COVID. You've been doing this for 13 years. However, in light of the current situation, what is it about that approach that you find so appealing? Well, the, one of the main things you've already mentioned is the relationship. That that has been the most exciting part for me because when I first started out uh, in my neighborhood, it came out of someone, a neighbor, seeing me at the mailbox and said, you know, we'd love to get to know you. And this is my next door neighbor. I've lived here for six years. She said, we'd love to get to know you, but you're never home and when you are at home the garage door goes up you go in the garage door goes down well you know you could have slapped me across the face because I'm supposed to be I'm going all over the country telling people how to tell people about Jesus and here was my next door neighbor Mm -hmm. that I had not developed that relationship with and so that changed everything for me starting at that point and within just a couple of years my house was the place to be so that was awesome So tell us, what are some of the advantages? You said connecting with your neighbors is one. What are some other great things about about this backyard neighborhood approach uh, that make it different from the big VBS as a main event that we may be used to? Well, probably the biggest advantage is the opportunity to reach the unchurched because I believe this is VBS. You're just taking it somewhere to a place where there are people that might not normally come to your church campus. Now, this year will be a little different because we'll have both. But the biggest appeal for me has been that opportunity to reach the unchurched. As we have seen more and more churches doing this approach, the percentage of unchurched reached when you take it off the campus just is off the charts. So that's a huge win for me. Another thing would be the increase in volunteers. There are people that will be willing to work in a neighborhood VBS that would be afraid to do it in a classroom in a church, but somehow taking it outside, it takes down a lot of barriers. And so that they are more willing to say yes to an opportunity outside. Um, there are greater opportunities, I believe, to put youth in leadership roles in, in neighborhood BBS. And we have to spend some time and make sure that we train them well. But what an opportunity to develop leaderships. One of the favorite things for me has been families. It's almost like a family mi- mission trip, except you do it in your own community. And so that was one of the favorites for me from the get-go is I would sometimes have two or three families. I I would have a mom, a dad, a grandparent, and the children, the adult children, sometimes even teenagers, all serving together. And that was really cool to watch. And so we we tried to learn from that. Yeah. And not just the people that you have expected, you know, the husbands and wives being able to teach together and the family units teaching together. But this setting for VBS is so unique because uh, unlike one at church where mom may come and just drop off the kids and then drive away, the the number of parents who come and stay 
yes, really increases exponentially. Mm-hmm. So you're you may have unbelieving family members who want to just kind of hang around and see what's going on and make sure their kids are safe. And you know, I can I can give out glue dots. You know, I can be a yes. part of this. I can sit and help with crowd control during a, a Bible story time. And you're having the opportunity to not just reach the child but reaching the entire family. And that's very unique to this setting for sure. Well, one of the, one of the favorites of many people about VBS is the music. How do you incorporate that into your neighborhood VBS? I'll ask both of you that question. Well, for us, the actual kit, the backyard kids club kit is designed very well for that. It has music at the beginning and music at the end, just a very small time. But that's one of the favorite parts for the kids. And we actually give them a copy of the CD the very first night so that that helps them to learn the music so that they're not so caught up in looking at trying to figure out the motions that they don't learn the words. And so we that message is key. I still see parents two or three years down the road that live in my community and they'll say, we are still singing and they'll tell me what this song is. And and if they have to miss a year for a sports camp, that kind of thing, they'll say, is there any way we can get the CD? So music is a very important element. Absolutely. And it's kind of the draw, you know, it makes a very natural way to start because you hear that going and everybody's going to kind of come and see what's going Mm -hmm. on. And that's a a great time to let kids kind of trickle in too you know you're not you're not missing a whole lot yet you know and that's kind of the the good sign that we've started now's the time to to come to get going and gives you kind of a buffer i think you know it's kind of like music and games are the things that you can stretch a little and you make sure everybody's there or fill in if there's a dead spot here or there and so in a backyard or or a neighborhood bbs setting i think music serves the a dual role because you don't have a worship rally and a music rotation like you would have at church. They're kind of combined into this one thing. And so the, uh, the backyard kids club kit that Vicki mentioned, uh, the music folder there is designed to do both roles. So you incorporate music, but you also incorporate a two person skit like you would in worship rally. And so it all kind of is built with the music being the linchpin for engagement and also for communicating Bible truths. Because the great thing about LifeWays VBS materials is the music is not designed for performance. It's designed to teach. And the the bonus verses for every day, the Bible truths that are being taught in Bible study and reinforced in our crafts and in the rec and in every aspect of VBS is being sung uh, over and over and over again through all of those songs, giving that song an opportunity to work its way down from not just getting stuck in your head, but to penetrating your heart as well. So music is a, is a big deal in VBS, no matter what it looks like. That's right. Talk, talk us through what a schedule might look like. So we may be used to the five-day, three-hour VBS model with all the rotations. What does that look like in somebody's driveway or on the cul-de-sac? Uh, how long do you meet and how do you move through different stations or rotations? For us, we do a two-hour schedule, which is how the kit is designed. And part of that, we started doing neighborhood VBS four years before there ever was a kit. And so we tried just to adapt the regular VBS 
curriculum. So I can tell you that can be done. If, if you've and that's an important it. note, right? You don't, you don't necessarily need to purchase anything other than what you already have in order to pull this off. You can do it. I will tell you it's much easier if you have the kit, but you can do it without. We did it for four years, but you have to figure out what to take away, that kind of thing. That was one of the sure. things we learned in those first four years was you don't need a music rotation, but yet we found we needed more than just the opening rally as well. And so that's one of the things we talked about when Lifeway started developing this kit. That was, I sat down with Rhonda Van Cleve and we talked about, we need a short time at the beginning. We need at the end. Um, the missions rotation was something else that we took out because we started out with two and a half hours and we were doing it at night. It would start getting dark the last half hour. And so we realized we got to get this down to a shorter period of time. Um, so and Bible study even was something we saw we needed to get to a shorter amount of time. And the two hours has been perfect for us. I think that's a good model for, for most churches. You get too much longer than that and your little ones are going to be ready for bed or, you know, you run into, if it's a morning time, you're going to run into breakfast or into lunch. If it's much longer than that, same thing at night. What do you do for supper or what do you do about bedtime? And so the, the beauty in the neighborhood is you don't lose the transition time that you would need for VBS at church where you have to move from one room to the other and you're moving massive amounts of children all across your campus. And here you're talking about, you know, anywhere from five or 10 kids to maybe 30 as a max. And so it's a smaller group and you're just having to move from one place in the yard to another, not across a campus. And so you really get the benefit of, of expanding on those elements that are so important without having to build in any of the, the dead time for, for moving through your campus. So you can really maximize every moment in this setting. How might you decorate for this? I, you know, decorations are another big part of VBS. And, you know, I think of the, the big stage settings that we do and the banners down the hallway and all of that. What might it look like for me to, you know, if I'm inviting neighborhood kids and friends over for a VBS in my driveway, what, what might I do to make it look cool? You know, I found that the kids didn't miss decorations at all if you didn't do it at all. They're so excited to be outside and to be with each other, that that wasn't a big deal. I still used, because I had posters from traditional VBS, those kind of things, mounted them on foam board, and I still used some of those things. I even took the, the super-duper backdrop and closed my garage door and put it across there. You can do it across a fence, but you don't have to have any of that. I mean, you can do it without it if you have to do it, but you can also supplement some of those mainline BBS things as decorations. You can take the string flags and put them across a fence or across your um, garage door. You can use stand-ups, those kind of things. They can still work. Yeah, you can, uh, one of my favorite things this year, and we've had it for the last couple of years, is the uh, the the flying banner. Yeah, those teardrop yeah. flags. Yeah, they have, the, cool. have the stake, and so you can put that out by the mailbox. And I think it's important to do something that, that makes your home look like this is an official gathering of my church, and this is the right house. Yes. yes. Up, they don't go to the neighbor's house. They're coming to yours. But I don't think it has to be a whole lot. And uh, when you, if you were entering this BBS season planning to do this, you've probably not done a lot of decorations because this was your, you know, 
your plan from the beginning. If you're like many churches and trying now to pivot, they may have a lot of decorations they've already purchased or that their team has been working on for months that are really not conducive to a backyard setting. And so I would say, don't worry, that's not in vain. I would encourage you then to save those and use them to decorate your facility when you're finally able to come back and resume all of your kids' programming. You know, decorate your whole space like concrete and cranes and incorporate the music into your Wednesday night or into your your kids' worship or whatever your context is and kind of treat choose to use VBS as a bit of a celebration of coming back together. Uh, Maybe the Bible study has already happened. You've had VBS in your neighborhoods, but we can still have a big uh, family night or or celebration style event to celebrate coming back together again. So don't think your time was, was wasted or your money was wasted. You can still put it to good use. Well, and you know, a lot of times as adults who are leaders at VBS, we like to dress up to match the theme. And so we might wear the theme t-shirt. This year with the concrete and cranes theme, we might wear a plastic hard hat or a pair of gloves or something that, you know, that a tool belt that, uh, that looks the part. And so we should continue to encourage our leaders to do those kind of things, even in the neighborhood setting. Is that right? Absolutely. Oh yeah, it's just fun. <laughs> part of the fun is for us in doing that, right? Okay, so let me ask one last question in in regards to how to multiply this strategy. So if, for instance, I'm in a church where we might typically have uh, 200 kids attend our VBS, how might I go about recruiting new leaders or approaching new families, one, to get the word out about the strategy, but, but to, instead of having, you know, 200 in one place, maybe I have... 10 people in 20 places or 20 people in 10 places. How might we go about communicating that message and the excitement about this to, uh, to some people in our church who might be uh, replicators of this event in their own neighborhoods? Well, I think you definitely can look at multiple ways of doing that. But one of the biggest things I think in this case is we want to make sure that part of the goal this year is to make sure that we are smaller in number. So we don't want to have a neighborhood VBS that has 100 kids in it because that would be still probably more than what we want to have in one place. But if you go into, let's say, a larger neighborhood, we have had a a subdivision that was very large. Even within that subdivision, we had three neighborhood VBS going on at the same time, and we divided up, and we had one home that had first and second graders, one home had third and fourth, one had preteens. So there are ways like that that you can still, even in one area, get the number down smaller. Um, but asking, look at different neighborhoods in your area and try to find someone from your church that lives in those neighborhoods to be a host home and to open up their backyard, their front yard, side yard, wherever it has to be. That can be an opportunity there for them to be a part. And sometimes a host will do that where they might never have been willing to teach. Well, and it's possible, just in hearing you say that, it's certainly possible that you may have teachers who are willing to teach who are not in neighborhoods that, that exactly. really have kids. So you could combine someone who's willing to host in their neighborhood and be uh, hospitable, opening their space, and partner them with someone who's more comfortable facilitating a teaching session. Exactly. And the, the goal is to have at least 
one to two families that live in the neighborhood. So if your host family does, then you've got at least one there. But in my case, I only had one other family in my subdivision that were members at my church. So the majority of my leaders were not people that lived in my neighborhood. But it was important that we did have some because that relationship has to continue throughout the year. Yes. Great. Well, Thank you, Vicki. We so appreciate your passion for this approach to VVS. Um, and as Melita mentioned, listeners, make sure you get the free ebook at lifeway.com slash four ways and look for your various options, including this one in the ebook. Melita, tell us what we're going to find in the ebook in regards to this approach to VVS. Uh, well, there's there's an overview of this as a strategy. It helps you figure out some of the lo- the logistics, who to recruit, uh, how to enlist, uh, the things that might be different about this approach versus others, and it does give you some some very clear delineation between how I can restructure this if I'm using the curriculum that I've already bought or what I would typically buy for my VBS at church and, uh, and help you structure that to work in this context. And then it also gives you the information to order the backyard kids club kit uh, if you have not already purchased. And in that case, you would need one director's guide for the person at your church who is overseeing this multi-site strategy. And then you would need one Backyard Kids Club kit for every host site, so every location. Uh, and that, again, as Vicki said, it takes a lot of the guesswork out for you because it's been specifically written and designed for this context. Uh, so everything, even down to the craft, it's What's uh, I'm not going to be able to send kids in to wash their hands. So it's a different choice in my craft. And all of those decisions have uh, been taken, really been made for you in a lot of ways to help take a lot of the guesswork out. So uh, the ebook just helps you walk through uh, both of those, whichever curriculum option you choose, but to help you do it successfully and safely in this post-COVID-19 landscape. Absolutely. So however you intend to do VBS, as you consider your options, please do download that ebook. It's free at lifeway.com slash four ways. It's our gift to you. And really, we just want to encourage you to find the way that works best for your church and your community for the kids and families that you serve because VBS is worth it. This is not a ministry that we can afford to punt to next year. We need to deliver the message of VBS. We need to communicate the gospel to kids and families this summer more, uh, maybe even more so than ever. This is an opportunity for us to reach our neighborhoods through something like a neighborhood VBS. So we're excited about that with our team and we are excited to hear what you do at your church. Um, So please feel free to contact us. You can connect with us, with Melita in particular, but with all of us, either through the Lifeway VBS Facebook page, look for us there, join the community if you're not a part of that group and find out what's going on. And through the Lifeway Kids Facebook page is another great way to connect with us and to find information that we are sharing constantly about strategies to help you through this season. Vicki Halsey, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much. We appreciate the work that you're doing. And Melita, we are always, I'm always excited to have you on because it's just a lot of fun. So thanks for, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Listeners, thank you for listening. We hope that you will find this episode and all the others that we're sharing to be encouraging to you as you seek to serve the kids and families in your church and in your communities. Thank you for listening. We'll see you back again next time on another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.